0: everybody as you know last week wednesday there was a fascist riot that happened in the capitol led very much by the president of the united states in which white supremacists stormed the capitol building broke into it guns were fired threats were made And we all watched on in horror as the police responded very differently to this riot than they did to the legitimate protests by Black Lives Matter over the summer. And we are now sitting in this week in between that riot and Inauguration Day. And we, like you, are sitting in a lot of anxiety and we wanted to name that with you. And so Casper, Matt, and I thought that we would just get on the phone and talk about how we're feeling and if there's any way that we think that Harry Potter can speak to this moment. Hi, guys.
1: Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Casper. Hey, Matt.
0: So, Matt, I'll start with you. I'm wondering how you are feeling sitting in this week that feels like it's sandwiched between two such historical incidents.
2: Yeah, I mean... what. I'm sitting in a closet right now to record and it occurs to me as I sit here, like in the dark, this is where I feel like I should have been for the past five days, right? Like I've been out in the world taking care of my kids, cooking dinner and whatever. But like for the first time since the storm of the Capitol in a physical place, like crouched in the corner of my closet, like this actually feels right, which signals to me, like, I guess just how unsettled and scared I've been for five days, even though I have play acted functionality for five days. Mm. It's Yeah. I'm feeling really unsettled still and unsure about what the next week and more will bring.
0: Yeah. What about you, Cass?
1: It was horrible. Like we were in the middle of a team meeting for my day job and like we were just like, let's not meet. We're all refreshing the newsline. And I was lucky enough that I could cancel the rest of the meetings that day and just be like glued to the screen. I just could hardly believe it was happening. I mean, I was both not surprised, of course, because the advertisement had been public for this event, and yet it was still bewildering to see it happen in the way that it did. And then in the aftermath, you know, the next day was the pilgrimage where we were reading book one and had planned to kind of step out into a time out of time experience of rest and rejuvenation. And, and really it felt like we were gathering together just to like remember what goodness and community and values actually are, because it's just been a very destabilizing experience, I feel like. And and to think, yes, there's been a decrease in support for the president since then, thank goodness. But we are living in such different realities. And honestly, I don't know how we're coming back from it. Unless there is really strong accountability, these two worlds are going to keep growing apart. And that just terrifies me. How about you, Vanessa?
0: You know, how I felt the day that it was happening was, you know, there's the expression in Hebrew that is usually said in gratitude, dayenu, that would have been enough for God's blessings, right? Like, oh, if you had only done this for us, that would have been enough. And I felt dayenu about like COVID, that would have been enough. George Floyd, Being murdered, and then Black Lives Matter activists being attacked as they try to peacefully protest. Like, that would have been enough. A president who is creating an alternate reality and like completely delegitimizing a free and fair election that was miraculously played out in the middle of a pandemic. Like, heroes of poll workers and voter administrators pulled this thing off, and he is. Still like suing, right? Daino. And now this, I almost don't even have any feelings anymore. I'm just like completely dead inside. Like I had no feelings.
1: I mean, let me just add to your list of Daino's 2020. Also the joint hottest year on record we found out last week. It's overwhelming. And I think all of us have that. I don't even want to call it like emotional fatigue. That's not it. It's just a compending set of problems that feel so much bigger than what I as an individual can respond to. And it's going to take something beautiful and wonderful and brave from each of us to find one another in some sort of action to respond, but that can feel overwhelming and it, it does feel overwhelming.
0: Yeah. When I was thinking about what Harry Potter can bring to this moment, and I was just thinking, okay, like talk about That would have been enough, Dainu, is the pressure put on these three kids. It's just, it's way too much pressure. This should ever be on anyone, let alone three children. But they still have these like completely human interpersonal problems, right? They still hurt each other's feelings and still have crushes and still get jealous, and right? All of these just like what it is to be alive on a daily basis feelings that even if there was like peace on earth, we would be having these emotions. And last Wednesday, I was also dealing with a crisis in my personal life, and there was something just so surreal about it, about trying to hold my life against this historic crime that was happening in front of me, right? Like just the human things that have not stopped just because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Matt, is there a moment from Harry Potter that has been coming to mind for you over this last week? From
2: what you were just saying... One thing I'm thinking about sort of is Harry defeats Voldemort, and then we cut to 19 years later immediately, and you don't get all that mess. There are still Death Eaters around after Voldemort is defeated, right? And even if everything goes without a hitch next week, which is not a presumption I am willing to make, there is so much brokenness. In the United States and in the world, but especially around issues of truth and falsehood and white supremacy and fascism in this country, that's not anywhere near over. And that gap of 19 years just covers a whole lot of hard, hard work. So that's one thing that maybe the Harry Potter books don't recount that we actually need the story of right now. The other thing I was thinking about was just sort of the power of fiction, you know, like the power of a story. And you know, I like to think that this community uses fiction well to reflect critically upon ourselves and our own lives, but you can also see how fictions used badly can cause, a—I mean, just so much violence and pain and destruction. And again, I, I'm sort of left wondering how we cultivate the right use of fiction, how we cultivate the right use of stories towards more justice and not less.
0: Casper, what about you? Is there something from the Harry Potter books that Is just resonating with you, particularly right now.
1: The thing I've been thinking about is, you know, in reading book one again, just in the scenes where Harry's preparing to face what turns out to be Quirrell and Voldemort, he is so clear about what is at stake if he does not act. You know, he says Hogwarts will turn into a school that teaches the dark arts. Society will be run by Voldemort. And he's right. I mean, that's what happens. and. All day while everything was happening, I was just scrolling a couple of people's feeds on Twitter, particularly Bree Newsome, who is this incredible activist who a couple years back climbed up the flagpole outside of the South Carolina State Capitol building and took down the Confederate flag. And her insight into what was happening and why it was happening and how this was a continuation of uh, an American story was just so penetrating and it reminded me of the ways in which perhaps some of our beloved characters, you know, even McGonagall or even Dumbledore, like don't listen enough to Harry's warnings. And so, you know, for, <laughs> I guess it's an invitation to be listening to people like Bree Newsome and the activists who have been, have been laying out the fact that this is going to happen and it did. And so it was just a real moment of, of recognizing the voices we need to be listening to.
2: And I I think this point about like trusting the prescience of those who, especially those who are most vulnerable to these kinds of dangers is super important and kind of super in line with the books, with Harry Potter and with our lives. Right. Because, you know, I'll return to where the way I started, like it's not fun to be crouched in your closet scared, but like fear is like a legitimate (laughs) physiological response to threat and we don't like to feel it. And you can see how our leaders and leaders in the books because they do not want to feel fear, ignore threats, you know, to save themselves the discomfort of the way we feel right now, they pretend the threats don't exist. And so I think that, you know, if, if you are scared, you listening, I know I am like to trust that and to sit with it because that is an accurate measure of the world around us and the world we need to respond to, Hmm. which is what exactly what, you know, that's the thing about the Gryffindors, right? They're willing to be afraid and and to respond to that fear in a way that calls all of us maybe to the same kind of uh, courage.
1: I mean, the other thing, Vanessa, that feels so important to say is that if we don't hold people accountable, and by that, I mean, absolutely the people who entered the Capitol, I mean, number of people died because of the action of that mob. But I also want to point to the elected officials who purposefully, continually not only manipulated that mob, but planned for an insurrection while holding elected office. It it is staggering to me how far that has gone. And if we don't hold those people accountable as well, it will happen again and worse. And so, yes, everyone's tired, but we have to keep putting pressure on especially these elected officials to be held to a standard that is I mean, the freaking bare minimum of elected office, which is to tell the truth. And one small but important step that we can do is to contact our elected officials to support, you know, the impeachment process that's happening right now as we're recording. To plug into our community organizations to get involved at a, at a local level in politics. I mean, when, when we look at what happened in Georgia, and maybe this is what gives me hope. You know, that same morning, Wednesday morning, we had two Democratic senators elected from the state of Georgia. I mean, that is an incredible testament. Yes to the work of Stacey Abrams and all the people involved in that. More than a decade of work. We're seeing it in Wisconsin with Ben Wickler and and other organizers at a state level. So let's not lose touch with the incredible things that can happen when we plug in and work together.
0: We know that this wasn't necessarily like the most uplifting response to what's going on, but we also know that we, Matt and Casper, I'm going to speak for you now, but I think that we are grateful to have each other in this moment and we are grateful to have all of you. And I just hope that you all feel a sense of community with one another in order to sit, you know, in your respective closets, but together as we go through this and try to do everything we can. Okay. Well, I got to go eat dinner, so I'm going to go.
1: Bye guys. I miss you. Bye Vanessa. Bye Casper.
0: Bye.